0: Hi, this is Stephanie Moss, partner with Thinking Ahead Executive Search. I specialize in commercial banking and commercial finance search. Today, we are going to talk about a topic from the category of recruiting, specifically navigating your candidates through the emotional forest of change, dealing with emotion versus logic. Do you ever feel like you are journeying through the search and placement process with your candidate? and everything's going swimmingly. And then suddenly you find yourself somewhere deep in a forest, no natural light to be seen, and you're trying to find your way out with your candidate with nothing but a flashlight and a compass. Meanwhile, your candidate is dehydrated, tired, and draining you emotionally. You thought you had this deal done, Of course, going into the emotional forest, your candidate was telling you all the reasons they wanted to go on this journey, why they would make an excellent partner for the trip, and that they had all the necessary equipment for the trip. You are discovering they are not as prepared as they led you to believe. So here you are, alone with them, it's dark, and you're wondering, is this the same candidate I started the journey with? Where's their equipment? I thought they knew what they were getting into. How do you navigate them through the woods of change? To me, this is where we as recruiters have the opportunity to really shine and show, not tell, show our candidates that they can trust us and that we will lead them to the other side safely. This is where good recruiters become great recruiters and not only add value, but also set the foundation for a long-term relationship with the candidate. When analyzing any sales cycle, it is important to understand where logic ends and emotion begins. It can be a tricky, ever-moving line, but once you cross it and enter the emotional forest, you must know how to navigate through it. Typically, when the hiring or interviewing cycle begins, it begins with emotion, excited about the new opportunity, disappointed with the current opportunity, daydreaming of a new opportunity, a new boss, a new challenge, a new commute. The client then steps in and begins to sell the opportunity and paint a picture of how or why things will be better. And the candidate also turns up the excitement with how and why their skill set and accomplishments thus far would make them the best fit for the job. Let's face it, this is the mental, physical, and emotional preparation for the big day. It is not, however, the big day. Throughout the interview process, logic begins to take over for emotion. Questions come out that really help a candidate and a client discern, is this the right fit? But don't get comfortable. The logic phase does not last long. It only lasts long enough to potentially justify any future emotional decision that is made. Here's an example of real life. Several years ago, on New Year's Day, our TV went out. I woke up, found the TV not working, and commented, Oh my gosh, are we going to have to spend $2,000 today on a new TV? Of course, my husband at the time said, oh my gosh, absolutely not. Let's go shopping. You should know though, I have done my research and I feel like I know what we need and where to get it. So let the logic begin. We're at the store and he is diligently explaining to me all the features and the benefits of the $2,000 TV he has researched to be the best TV for our family. At one point, I ask him, why do we need a particular feature? And he gets frustrated. Rightly so, how dare I even question him when he has already done all this research? Nonetheless, we walk out of the store with the $2,000 TV. Later that day, I could just see the look of pride on his face as we watched the Rose Bowl on our new, big, shiny $2,000 TV. In the meantime, several years later, we still have not figured out how to use most of the features or benefits of this new fancy TV. So why did we need to spend the 2000 again? That is when it hit me. Emotionally, he wanted this TV. The benefits and features part was just to logically justify the price. Okay. Got it. By the way, I also use the same logic when trying to justify my own purchases now. So. The logic part of the interview process is short-lived and used later to justify what will ultimately be a well-thought-out, well-planned, well-analyzed emotional decision. So as the recruiter, what is our role and how do we keep candidates on track with the logic when they become emotional? You have to keep in mind, fear of change is a strong emotion in most people if they actually attach any value to that change. If that change is inconsequential, so will their emotional response be. But the bigger the change, the more value it has, the more impact the fear of change will hit them. Here are six quick practical tips to help you navigate and get your candidates to the other side. Number one, communication. Let them know what to expect, when to expect it, and how others have handled the process in the past. It is crucial that you set their expectation for how things should go. Third party testimonials and third party selling are keys to this. Two, listen, 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 listen. One of the quotes you'll hear me say time and time again are good recruiters Are good listeners. Great recruiters are phenomenal listeners. Most apprehensions lose power when they are vocalized. The candidate may need to hear themselves say something before they realize how important or how unimportant it really is to them. If we don't give them the space and freedom to speak what's on their mind, They will not allow us to be a part of their decision-making process. Three, ask lots of questions. We do this every day for a living. Write down what candidates tell you are their concerns when making a move, and then don't wait for the candidate to bring it up. You bring it up. Show that you are listening. So, John, have you thought about the additional 20 minutes of commute time this position will add to your schedule? How will that affect your daily schedule, both at work and at home? How will this affect your spouse's or partner's schedule? What about the kid's schedule? Make sure John has thought through that as a factor, if it is a factor. Number four, be their guide. Let them know whatever they are feeling is normal and natural. Changing jobs is still in the top five most stressful things adults deal with. Most people go through this. Then go back and listen and ask questions to find out if this is a non-recoverable objection or hurdle or just a hesitation that needs clarification. Five, get your clients involved. Remind your clients that the most valuable candidates are the ones that don't make moves often. And when it comes down to the wire, they may need some last minute reassurances from the client. By the way, when you get the client involved early, it sets a beautiful stage for the relationship between the candidate and the client. Then when you are not around, they can solve problems together. It makes both parties feel like they are on the same team. Number six, lastly, no matter how logical your candidate might be, if they are not emotionally tied to this decision, there is nothing you can say or do to get them to the other side. At the same time, if you have done a good job of understanding why this move is important to them and their family and can hold their hand through the challenges of the emotional forest of change, it can be incredibly solid groundwork for a future relationship by being together with them in the thick of things guiding them letting them know everything is going to be okay a bond of trust and respect will be forged and you will both emerge on the other side of the forest mostly unscathed and back on the path to a successful placement hope this helps